You are listening to Crawl Space on the Crawl Space Media Network. If you like this show, you'll love Missing, which is also hosted by us. Missing started as Missing Maura Murray, and now it continues raising awareness for all missing people. And we also have an entire network of shows you'll love. Check them out at crawlspace-media.com. Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how's it going? It's going really well today, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. This is part two of our two-part interview with Jitarth Jadeja, who is formerly a believer of the QAnon conspiracy. And if you haven't listened to episode one, please go back and listen to that before you hear this one. That's correct. Jatarth spent two years in the clutches of this online conspiracy, this QAnon, and it's a story that he said before he has to tell, but he does not really want to tell it. He comes across as somebody who's very uh, good-humored and, and intelligent and really listen to what he has to say here because what he's talking about is important stuff, uh, something that can get really dangerous if left unchecked for too long. Really, really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at CrawlspacePod. Don't forget to check out all of our fine programs, per usual, at crawlspace-media.com. And hey, while you're there, while you're online browsing, just go on over to investigationsforthemissing.org and check out the fine work that is done over there as well. I think that's really interesting that um, trauma could could lead people to uh, to get, get to that point. And because I, I would have thought that um, this QAnon would have been started somehow by community. You know, I thought it was by an online community. Um, and but but instead, it's really not. It seems like it's just mostly people alone, even mostly anonymous. So it's not that. How did it become a community when uh, with the Capitol riot? Well, the thing about Q is that it slowly disconnects you from reality. And as like this, this the subreddit QAnon casualty show, it's like people stop talking. They become estranged from their friends, their family, the neighbors, everyone who actually knows and loves them and cares about them. Right. Like, so you've got a group of people who are getting more and more disconnected from reality, more and more disenfranchised, more and more alone and spend time on the internet they're bound to get together and find a sort of like common ground they're going to look for other places and with the bands that have occurred it's almost like sort of centralized the gathering locations like vote got taken down no one uses Aikun anymore um like she hasn't posted in ages like uh, what else it's not on twitter it's not on facebook so now it's kind of on you know telegram and signal and this here and there um, and it's just like, they're, they're just going to be pushed in together like, like marbles and squeezed. And then it just, it infected the Republicans. It infected them a long time ago, like a long time ago. I remember, man, I was sitting there 
And like, it wasn't, this is not just obviously, it's not only me who noticed, but anyone who's been following Q for a while, right? And there's lots of people who never got into it and knew it was crap and knew it was dangerous from the beginning, right? Like Mike Rothschild and Poker Pulse, like they knew. So like good, good on them and they're great guys. But it's like, it was so clear to all of us that um, it was infecting the Republicans. Like, like for example, look, Republicans always complain about voter fraud. They always complain about every election. They complain about voter fraud, illegals voting, buses full of illegal, blah, 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 right? It's the same way Democrats complain about voter suppression. Oh, they're trying to like take these criminals. It's like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah, this happens. It's not that big a deal. Stop complaining about it, right? Just shut up and win. But then this time, this time, right? Republicans, they were, why do you think they were so adamant about it? Why? There was like, as everyone said, the evidence was really spotty at best, right? Like, why do you think, because man, Dominion voting, the Dominion is suing Rudy Giuliani now, right? Dominion voting is straight from the Q community. It was mentioned by way back in December, 2017. It was constantly brought up every now and again. It was just once again, this time, Ron Watkins, who was the who's the administrator of or supposed former administrator, but for this conversation, we'll call him administrator. Like he's the owner of HN, right? It's actually his dad, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Ron Watkins, he went on Twitter and he started, which is this website that Q posts on. So this Dominion voting is just floating around there. It gets mentioned this another time. And then Ron Watkins tweets Chanel. Um, Rion, I think her name is from OAN, and he and he tweets her, and he's talking about Dominion voting, and he says he wants an interview. She then gives him an interview for some reason, right? No doubt because she knew who he was and was at least familiar with this conspiracy in Aikun. He talks about Dominion voting, talks about you know some technicality. Oh, they're not locked like they should be. The boxes, so technically they could be you know, many blah, blah, some crap, right? And then Trump tweets that out and then boom, it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about Dominion. Like this was mainlined from Q. This is just one tangible, easy to follow example. All these ideas, right? That communism and this, this, all these Republican normal crazy fringe ideas are just being supercharged by Q and they don't even know it. The Republicans have no idea. And the worst thing was like, look at Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. Like Lynn Wood has gone completely off his rocker. That's not like, because he's a cult, he's a cultist. He was, they repeat the same phrases. You know, they use the same catchphrases. So the way it works is that they'll become aware of this, you know, fraud and they'll hear it from like some Q related source or just filtered through and they'll think that, oh, there's something to this here. So they'll announce like the publicly they're going to investigate it. And then the Q community sees they're publicly to investigate. So they take it as a, oh, 100%, dude, look, look, it's being replicated in real life. It's for sure it's true. And it just, it's just a feedback loop. And then one part, then they just feed off each other. They're just vomiting in each other's mouths, each thinking that the, you know, the other knows what they're doing. And it just escalates from there. And like, it was insane watching this. I felt like my world had completely crashed together. Like here's Q, this super niche thing, tiny thing that I'm talking about. Next minute, like Ron Watkins is being retweeted by Donald Trump. 
right? It was like, what the fuck? It was like my virtual and physical world had just collided. And yeah, like you, that, that's, that's how you get the capital. This is how you get the capital. They were, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. Like, you know, there's a reason why this happened. And they, th they still think that Trump's going to do something. And they thought he was going to do something that day. Normally, in any other normal situation, what Donald Trump said would, no, would not have never have caused it a riot. It was just like, yeah, go, like, it was just being Trump. Was like, oh, go there. We're going to go there and do something and, you know, do, be peaceful and be lovely, but do, do something like, you know, some dumb shit like that. And like, it would, no one would have been like, yeah, 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 we'll go over March, we'll be great, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't even their interest. There was like, there was, I think Ted Cruz was talking at the time. And um, no, but this time, it, it was different times, different scenario, different kin like different kindling different fuel and it was just it just required a little spark and they did it and the worst thing was like like people died you know and like it doesn't matter that it wasn't maybe it was like even though ashley bab um babbitt i think it was god i can't believe for the name she was shot by a security guard but it doesn't matter like she was a q follower and she died for nothing for nothing and the worst the worst part about that it's not only did she die normally when someone dies like that in for a cause right in in you know service to any kind of cause whether it's good or bad they become at least they become a martyr like you know people remembered them they're sort of like their legacies remembered not to she didn't even get that they don't believe she was real there's like this fake she didn't die they they're like it, she didn't even get that man right like, it's so messed up on so many levels. Wait, wait, wait a second. You said that people are saying she didn't even exist? Yeah, she was Antifa. She was fake news. Um, it was a fucking, you know, false flag, whatever. Like, she got people, did nothing. No, people don't, they don't even remember her. If anything, they remember her as an agent of evil. She didn't even get that. Yeah, it's it's really disgusting. Um, I mean, everything that went down, the the rioters, the the frenzied rioters, uh, I mean, they were essentially foaming at the mouth to get in there. Um, and and more stuff's going to come out about that. And it's very tragic what you're talking about. How she thought she was doing something remarkable. She thought she was a part of history. And they interviewed other people, thinking that they were part of the new revolution. And and <laughs> they don't even have the I don't know the backbone maybe to to at least prop her up in in what is a vile um uh community anyway but at least give her something like remember her yeah right like it's in your interest to make her a martyr for god's sake if you really want to play that game mm -hmm. right like it'd be a lightning but it's like but everything's a false flag to these guys everything's fake they can do no wrong donald trump can do no wrong it's they would never in a million years realize just how, like, inhumane they've been acting. Yeah. And they, they won't realize until they're after they're out. And you've um, referenced Q as he. Uh, is there any theory as to the identity? Uh, it's probably just like like subconscious sexism where I just assume that any, anyone always give a positive masculine trait to anything that I'm not sure about, right? Like... I just, dude, it would be so shocking if it was a woman. I just, I don't know. It's probably me being sexist. But, yeah, I just say he because it just seems, it just sounds like a he. The aggression yeah. and the tone. Like, there's no real emotions. There's lots of 
logic. It's lots of action. He spends more time talking about concepts and ideas than people and, you know, like hobbies or whatever. Like, it just feels like a hit to me. But like I said, that's just, it's based on nothing. What is your, what's your opinion on the people who are chirping in the ear of Donald Trump, especially in the months leading up to January 6th, or especially in the months leading up to the election, because all of the seeds were planted that the election was going to be rigged. And, you know, we were told that for over a year that if if anything uh, shady happens, it's because it's rigged. If I lose, it's because it's rigged, um, which is, you know, kind of his MO for everything that he does. Uh, but what, what do you do you think that people like Roger Stone and Steve Bannon uh, looked into the Q phenomenon and then started feeding him information and saying, these people think that you're the, the Messiah. They think that you are their leader. You need to play to this base. You know, I have no idea. Honestly, I can see them totally doing that. Right. I can also see them totally believing it. Right. Yeah. Genuinely believing that this is some military intelligence operation working. Like, I genuinely can see this. And Donald Trump, like, of course he knows about what's going on. Like, the, I think in the CNN documentary, the, like, the one of the security experts was who worked as part of Homeland Security, she was basically saying, like, dude, he would have been advised by Homeland Security, like, the, the, the protocol, right? And whenever Trump spoke about it, he always gave a very politically expedient answer, right? Like, Dude, come on. Are you telling me? So you don't know anything about this group whatsoever, but out of all the things you could say in the world, you just happen to say something that's very politically expedient. That's very coincidental. That's great, dude. Well, it's very lucky. I wish I was that lucky. Um, so it's just, I just think it's a simple answer. It's just politics, dude. Just politics. They wanted their votes, you know? And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump started thinking that they knew something that he didn't vice versa. <laughs> right? Sorry, it's, it's like, if it wasn't so dangerous, it'd be funny. I, I was with my question, I was hoping that we'd get an exclusive and you'd be like, oh no, Roger Stone is Q. That's, <laughs> nah, nah. That's what I wanted. <laughs> no, like, it just, it's just, he's not Q. He, like, he's, he's a big shit talker, Roger Stone. Like, that Netflix documentary, bro, this is Roger Stone pretending like he's a fucking, a, you know, a big swinging dick. He's not, he's nothing. He's just, he's just one of those guys who talks himself up, right? Like, he used to pretend that he knew shit about WikiLeaks. He didn't know anything. He was just lying, right? He's a, pub, he's a publicity man. It's like Trump in that way. And Steve Bannon, he was very, he was very good in identifying the whole anti-establishment working class, um, you know, mantra during the election. But these guys all fall, fell afoul of Donald Trump one by one. Everyone always does because, you know, Donald Trump only cares about one thing and that's loyalty. You know, you're loyal. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll let you get away with murder. You're not loyal. Ooh, Nelly. But I don't think it matters who Q is. I really don't think it matters. I it, like it. Who cares? Let's, let's argument say, let's say it was, you know, Roger Stone. Like, okay. And yeah, like, they don't yeah exactly. <laughs> like they don't, they don't care. They don't give a shit. They wouldn't even believe you if they, if you said even if Roger Stone had videos of him doing like in, it's not about because it's I get it's very tempting. It seems like a very rational thing to do. Expose Q, bring down the cult, right? Very no, that's that's how we always do it in the past with cults and the leaders. Expose them, they bring them down. This isn't this one. It's not about logic. This is nothing to do with dude, if it was logical. This never would have got this far at all. 
the fact that it's got this fast shows how removed from logic this is. It's all about emotion. Uh, and like, it's just, it doesn't matter who Q is because they, they wouldn't believe you and it wouldn't matter to them at all. And they've had a million different reasons. They don't need to know who Q is. They don't want to know. This has been super enlightening, um, especially right right then when you say it's it's more about emotion. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, I think that's pretty uh, pretty incredible. I, how do we get out of this? Man, when I know, I'll let you. I'll let you guys know. Like like my dad's still in it. I don't know how to get him out of it, right? And I've been trying for like <laughs> for a long time, right? And like it's just first first. I think the first thing we have to understand is that look the person has to make the first and last step, right? That person has to do it, that you can't do it for them. Secondly, there are, we can open up a pathway, right? There has to be some way to integrate, integrate these people back into society where they at least can keep some dignity and some self-respect, right? And be able to, you know, redeem themselves somehow. Like even we even, it's not like we execute all our criminals, like even like murderers can be let out of prison and become members of society. So, and it's just like, you need to offer them this incentive. And there's a lot of like resistance to the idea of redeeming any Q person, right? Cause it's like, it's an alt, it's an alt right, white supremacist, anti-Semitic fascist. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's all of those things, right? But it's not just those things. And those, this whole anti-suprem, like, it's like, yes it has its roots of course this blood libel thing right jews drinking the blood it's classic it's like with the nazi for sure it's got its roots in 100 the jews there's a wikipedia article about all the places the jews are being kicked out of in history right they're always the villain it's everything's always about the jews it's, yeah it sucks it always is but those are the roots those are like those are the bones of the story those are, that's the pages the story is printed on, but that's not the story. That's not the story with Q. You saying to them they're white, they're white supremacists, they're this, they're that, because it has the roots in. A, it's not true, because just because it has the roots in doesn't mean it is, right? I mean, humans have the roots in animals, doesn't mean we're animals, right? I guess technically, rather, that's a bad example. But even, even if we were, let's say, uh, look, even if they are 100%, for sure, let's just say that, right? That's not gonna help. It's not gonna convince them. They're not gonna suddenly wake up and say, I'm a white supremacist. Let's do shit. Better not be that, right? Like, A, they wouldn't believe you, and B, they don't think they are. So the ones who can, and I'm not talking about these people at the Capitol, right? Like they should be, they should pay the price for what they did. Everyone at the end of the day has to pay the price for what they did. Whether that's, you know, these horrible stories of emotional abuse, physical abuse that you just read on queuing on casualties all day, having to moderate that like these stories about families being ripped apart and parents and children and just these awful things that people say to each other. It's really disgusting. Um, but like the ones who, the ones who just did nothing more than make a fool of themselves at party and post some shit on Facebook, like there's, that's more than you think. That's a lot. And there has to be some sort of empathetic idea and response to them you have to give them an incentive to come back because these if they if there's no incentive they won't come back they will, well, who will what do you mean right and there's gonna they'll just go further deep down into this rabbit hole where the cnn article made it very clear and they're 100 right 
now that Trump is out of office, like hardcore neo-Nazis and hardcore white supremacists and hardcore, like, you know, whatever, Proud Boys, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All right. They will recruit Q people. They will, they are looking to recruit, recruit Q people. You, we can't push them to that, into their arms because these people are, these people can be so dangerous. Like this January 60th, this, like, I was shocked, but I was not surprised. This was nothing. Like, it wasn't nothing, but it really was nothing. I know people died, but that was a walk in the, that was literally like a walk in the park for them. There weren't, there were no guns, no one was planning anything. They're just sort of like a mob, a stupid bunch of morons took over this capital building and they, were, they just kind of did it on a whim without trying, right? What happens when they try? There's so many of them. There's hundreds of thousands, it could be millions. Like, even if 99% gave up, that's what? Let's say there's a million, that's what? 1% of a million is 10,000 hardcore, like, religious zealots who believe they're fighting for the souls of their family and friends and good and evil. Like, man, forget, you don't need a civil war. You don't need, like, a massive, you know, North versus South. Like, this could just be, like, you know, sectarian violence like Northern Ireland. And if you just go after these guys, it's disenfranchised. I just feel like it's, like, on some level, it's kind of annoying because it's like, bro, did you learn nothing from Afghanistan? Did you learn nothing from Iraq? What, you're just going to go after hardcore the, the people who you think are militants and radicalize a whole bunch of people in the same time and turn everyone against you? Like, except this time it's in your own country? Like, did you really learn nothing? So we have to, not just for their sake, but for our sake, right? Empathy, understanding, the ones who can, the ones who will, the ones who are willing to. After that, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I wish. I don't know. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, I mean, you said so I was just like mesmerized by what you were saying right there, because it is terrifying to think about the number of people and what needs to be done to, I guess, reprogram them back into a regular society and to a regular community or in a productive community. It does take empathy. Is this uh, your primary reason for wanting to tell your story? Because you're putting yourself out there, man. It's a tough story to tell. It's it's tough to say I did this. Um, I can imagine that it's it must be tough. Uh, is it is it because you see like the potential of how how the, like I mean what you said about the Capitol saying this is a walk in the park. Imagine if they tried, and and is that the reason why you want to tell your story? Because you see it getting so much worse. It's gotten worse since I started, right? So I can't say that's the reason. Uh, honestly. Dude, I just wanted to try and find a way to convince my dad. That's why I started that. And the, the people asked me to do it, right? And I thought primarily, like, it's not a selfless thing. It's selfish. I want to get, like, I feel a lot of guilt and regret. And, like, I need to do some penance, right? Not, not just, just because I did, I did this to him. I converted him, right? And I have to find a way to convert him out. And it wasn't working what I was doing, 
right? Just, it wasn't working. And then when this opportunity came around, came around I was like, I, sh- I know I should do this. I sh- like people ask me to do this and I should do it, but that was not enough in of itself. I probably wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for my dad being, right? It's still a Q follower. I just thought I had to try something else. So yeah, don't think too well of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're you're being a bit humble, but you know the point is is taken. Uh, what was it like going on CNN and having and apologizing to Anderson Cooper for thinking that he ate babies? I I mean that 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 part in the series is amazing. I it, it was just a normal conversation. Like it was just like it was just me and him. We we're just chatting. Right, he's a really nice guy. He's super chill. Like we had a lot, I had a lot of technical difficulties. He's super chill. He was like, "Yeah, dude, don't worry about it. it. Happens all the time." Blah blah. And we were just chatting, and I just felt like I was just, I was just talking to another person, and like you know, we were having a conversation. And he's like, "Did you, you know, do you really believe?" And I was like, "I remember." I was like, "Did Anderson? It was you. I, it wasn't. It wasn't anything. Like it was just. It just came up as part of the conversation." And I was like, "Trump, like I'm sorry for thinking that." right like that's really messed up i can't imagine what it would be like and, and, and you know he was talking about like he just sees these people you know just after him all the time and he's like and he's so confused he doesn't understand because it's like he tries to engage with them but they don't like he can't and he's like these are just normal people man you know they just they got like kids and their family and then at the same time they're calling me you know a pedophile or whatever right and it's like yeah it's like it's not about you man it's not it's really not so I just I just wanted to apologize to him and try and make him feel a little bit better. I don't know if it worked, who knows. But it, yeah, it kind of I was very surprised they led with that. Like in the because like I was like, this is the most like meaningless part of the documentary. Like one man apologizing to another man he's ever met for something he thought. Um, but like I was yeah, I like the whole thing, just the way it blew up is I just thought it was very funny. And I, I hope that brought more people to watch it because I thought it was a really good documentary, like way better than the Vice one. Holy shit, the Vice one was awful. Like, but this seriously, I and I'm not just saying this was good because I was in it. Like, I'm maybe a little, but like it was a really good documentary. I thought. Now, um, you you had that experience where where you spoke to Anderson and, and you you said you you believe that about him. Um, now that you've kind of shifted completely like 180 have you heard from QAnon believers who think you're in on in the inside now you're the the baby yeah like both i've heard from QAnon believers i've heard from people like you know like the hyper i don't know i guess you call them far left i don't know what they are who think i'm still still QAnon follower right and i'm like going around getting people's names and numbers and laughing with my masters right like this weird there's almost like an like an anti-Q conspiracy that's going on, right? Like, it's it's really weird. It's like an equal and opposite reaction. So I get, I get it from all sides. Like, and the funniest thing is, you know, the funniest one is my dad. My dad thinks that this is all happening because the cabal is trying to use me to get to him. And I'm like, God, you got a long way to go. <laughs> got a long way to go, dude. How did you get your dad involved with this? He was always kind of conspiratorial, uh-huh. right? Like he was always just of a conspiratorial, um, kind of like you know, argumentative type, contrarian. So the thing was that he just 
my dad and I don't have anything in common. We really don't, right? We're two completely different people. I'm like my mum, right? My dad is like my sister. But one thing we independently have in common of each other is that we like to talk about politics and news and stuff like that, right? So this was something we just did. And when I found out about it, I was so excited to tell my dad and I tell him all this stuff. And it was just like, he just trusted me. He just trusted my opinion, you know? And he just like, he was happy to take things on faith that when I said stuff and I liked that. And I really, like it had never really happened before. And my dad was like respectful, respecting what I was saying completely. Right, my dad never respects anything I say. Right, he's classic, he's very funny. Um, but it's just, and you know, of itself, that was kind of like very intoxicating. And it just, I just kept, as a result, I just kept telling him, I just fed the beast, just kept telling him more and more, everything I found, everything this and that. And like, it was just it was so messed up. And now the irony is, it's just like, he will not come out. And it's like, ugh, I have to find a way. I have to, right? I cannot, this cannot go on forever. Like the idea that he goes to me or him go to our graves thinking that this was real. I'm like, dude, this is fucked. But um, yeah, it was, it was a slow process. Isn't it uh, interesting? I find it interesting that we're talking about cults and how cults will get their hooks in people because they're, they, they have a sense of the, of not belonging or they're missing something. They have a hole to fill. And you, you um, introduced Q to your father because you wanted to find something that was some, some, some common ground between you and him. You found that the politics, you, you two like talking about that. And you said you were so excited when you had something to, to bring to him. I think that's so I think that's so fascinating and, and pardon me for saying, but in a tragic way, you had good intentions. You had good intentions to fill that need. And, and it, it was well-intended, but the, the wrong thing to do. Right. Uh, yeah. But like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what that means. I didn't know what that meant. I thought I did. I thought I did when I was, even when I was in queue, I, I really thought, that this idea that the ends don't justify the means and the roads to hell was paved with good intentions. I thought I knew what that meant. I had no fucking idea. I had no idea because at the same time I was advocating for a military, like a military dictatorship, you know, public executions of military tribunals of civilians, whether they're members of the cabal or not, they're civilians. Right. Like, and the, like this nightmare dystopia. And I was so like, I was so happy if that had come about. And it's like, that, like, this is what it means. I, I like it. And I was like, man, like, that's like, people throw that cognitive dissonance around a lot, right? That idea never even entered into my head, right? That despite these two things that I want, that I, one value that I thought I held on to more than anything, and one thing that I thought I wanted more than anything. And they were fundamentally in conflict and I couldn't even see it. It was so crazy. I didn't even realize until like a couple of months after I started giving interviews, which is well over a year after I left. And I was thinking about it. I was like, holy shit, dude, I wanted that. Like, that's how powerful cognitive dissonance is. You won't, there's no, even if someone tells you, you just deflect it. It can't come within your, like that. you won't know if you have cognitive dissonance. You can't, it's like being, it's like being colorblind, right? It's like you won't see the color. You just won't see it. How could you know? And um, it's just, 
that's the thing. It, I don't think it matters what my intent was, right? Like, it matters maybe a little, right? But, like, everyone's everyone really does have good intent. It's very rare to find someone who maybe a sociopath, right? An actual sociopath, not like a fucking, you know, hedge fund manager or a bloody Nancy Pelosi, like an actual sociopath, you know, like, who likes causing misfortune. And even then, they're not... They don't have any intentions, whether good or bad. It's just neutral. It's nothing, right? Everyone has good intentions. And when you frame the stakes so high, as with Q, whether it's the stakes are so high, right? Like good and evil, angels and demons. This is how you get good people to do bad things. This is how good people do bad things. And I just think that I am glad and I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that I managed to get out of this when I did and it didn't go any further. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm lucky that this didn't go further than my dad. And it didn't like, it didn't take over my life for more than a couple of years. Like I'm lucky. I get to tell people about it. It's very cathartic. That wasn't, I was not expecting this. Right. I don't have to carry around this burden of people finding out of this, this great shame. <sighs> Almost everyone else is not as lucky. So it is tragic, but in, a, in, a, in another way, like, I mean, so, so is life. <laughs> so what are you going to do, man? <laughs> Just shut up and have a good time. <laughs> ¶¶